Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. The NFL Super Wild Card Weekend is not done yet. There's one more game, and that's tonight. Rams host the Cardinals. Is it a three-day weekend for us then, Rowdy? No. Be. Oh, it is for some people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Martin Luther King Day as well. So, uh, yeah, it is for some people. That is uh, that is correct. Good morning, Rowdy. What's going on today? What's yeah, up? good morning. I only knew that because a couple uh, of the friends I was with watching football over the weekend had to talk about how they had off today. <sighs> Someone told me, oh, I was talking to my brother, um, Doogie. Doogie said that he his he has a new job, new company. They don't get Martin Luther King Day off, but they get President's Day off. Have you ever heard of anyone getting President's Day off? No, but next time I apply for a job, <laughs> I'm going to have to look into all of their policies I'm like, for what? days off. I'm like, you get... Who gets President's Day off? Once again, we could do a little bit of a you, me, and Dupree. <laughs> Yeah, what 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 days do you get off around here? What a movie, by the way. Uh, referenced a lot on this show. Uh, referenced a lot today is going to be some football. As the Green Bay Packers have found out who they're going to be facing in the divisional round. It's a Saturday night game. Hell yeah. 7-15. The San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo and the boys coming to title town. Uh, Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan, I should say. And company to take on the Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera. Rowdy will start right away with the San Francisco 49ers. That was one of the teams that matched up pretty well against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not nervous for the game, but it is going to be a good game as the Niners were one of those teams that were getting you know a little healthier, a little hotter at the end of the season. And we saw them last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say, late afternoon go into Jerry's world for one of the most head-scratching, hilarious games that I've seen. Mike McCarthy and the playoff woes uh, still haunt him as the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Niners in a just a funny, head-scratching, wild, what-the-hell-did-I-just-see kind of game. What a game yesterday for the Niners and the Cowboys. Jerry's world, whoever designed that, you're an idiot as, what was it, your taking punts and kickoffs, can't see the ball. And then Dallas trying to pass with some of their wide receivers. They couldn't see where the ball is because of the sun glare. And then the big TV rejecting Cowboys punts. Whoever designed it and then signed off on it, Jerry Jones, you're an idiot. And then Mike McCarthy and his time management, you're an idiot. As the Cowboys lose to the Niners, Niners now come to Lambeau. What would you think of that game at Jerry's World? Well, <laughs> one, there was a bunch of different things going on there. How could the Cowboys have so many penalties and oh, so, many, so many miscues? So now, on the other hand, if you start talking about the San Francisco 49ers who are going to be at Lambeau Saturday night, if you would have asked me how I felt in the first half, I would have been terrified of San Francisco. They looked like a juggernaut. The second half? They really fell off, and Dallas really handed them that game. Yeah, Niners were trying to give that game away to the Cowboys. They were trying, like, here, take this game. We don't want to go to Lambeau. And the Cowboys are like, nah, 
We're going to lose this one. Yeah, the Cowboys are the most penalized team in the NFL. And, oh, my God, it was penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty in that game against the boys. I have a D-bag of the week, by the way, uh, all the way on a Monday, uh, stemming from it. We'll have to get to it. Yeah, but, Rowdy, the Niners in the second half of that game were just – they didn't want nothing to do with the Dallas Cowboys, it seemed like, in winning that game. They were just doing one thing after another, not trying to. Not I never. Trying to win. I don't think I've seen so many defensive holding penalties on defensive linemen in my life until there was like three of them on the Cowboys, and all justified. Yeah, I don't know if you saw after the game, but Dak did. You, did you see what Dak Prescott had to say? I did not. Oh, I'll save it for a little later. It's a good one. Did you see what happened to the referees when they were leaving the AT and T Stadium? And the players, or I mean, well, Cowboys. Just, all player. Did you see? Did you see though? You saw the, water bottles and trash. Yeah, it was at the refs. There just happened to be one cowboy right there. But, oh, my God. Um, well, it doesn't make it right. But, oh, my God, we'll have to get to what Dak Prescott said after the game. But now, uh, looking at the TV in front of me, Packers games against the Niners. Uh, the Packers have split all of their playoff appearances with the San Francisco 49ers. But recency is the Niners getting the Packers goat, right? 2019. Um the NFC Championship game, the one where you just yeah, they absolutely throttled. throttled them twice in 2019. But uh, I mean, earlier this season, Green Bay got a win at San Francisco. Yeah, Week Three, Mason Crosby with the walk off. Um, as time expires, they get over the San Francisco 49ers. This team, though, is something that's going to be, you know, a very good matchup for the Green Bay Packers. I thought it would be destined the Stars that would be the Rams coming, and then it would be the Cowboys potentially. But nope, Mike McCarthy and the boys are done. And now we'll see what happens with the Rams Chiefs tonight. Doesn't or Rams, excuse me, and um, uh, Cardinals tonight. But it doesn't matter because the Niners have punched their ticket with a twenty-three to seventeen victory. We'll get to the X's and O's and you know break it down. But the uh, games that were for the Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's just start uh, right away with the first one. The Bengals, for the first time in thirty-one years, advance in the playoffs. Beat the Raiders twenty-six to nineteen. Joey Burrows, not too bad. What do you think of that game? Yeah, that was also the one where there were some uh, big referee blunders. Which... Look at that, too, because the referee crew rowdy is banned from being in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, and that that was a bad call, obviously, when the whistle blew before the touchdown. Yeah, what was that? And I feel really bad for Derek Carr because, man, the rest of those Raider team did not help him out much. No, uh, Derek Carr, what was he, 29-54, 310 yards and one touchdown. How many red zone trips do they settle for field goals with? They kicked four field goals, and then obviously at the end of the game, he threw a pick in the end zone. Yeah, so Bengals, uh, wild game. 26-19, they win. And then a little later, this one wasn't really too wild. It was just a throttling, an ass-whooping, as the Buffalo Bills, just Josh Allen, five touchdowns. Buffalo Bills roll the Patriots and Bill Belichick, 47-17. to Yeah, Wow. Yeah, that Mac Jones and the New England Patriots team kind of built like most Wisconsin teams. Once they get down by two, yeah. three touchdowns, it's really tough to come back. And then it just got even worse because Josh Allen, see Josh Allen, since they started QBR, had the best ever QBR for a playoff game. 98.5 he for beat, Josh Allen. beat Tom Brady's 98.0. Ooh, Tom Brady. Yeah, Josh Allen was just a man possessed. Um 308 yards passing, five touchdowns, 21 and 25, very efficient. And then it was just a snowball from there. Wow. Yeah, Mac Jones rowdy, two picks, two touchdowns, 232 yards. But, yeah, Bill Belichick had had nothing in that game. 
Bills advance. And then Sunday, yesterday, you and I were all over this. Buccaneers just throttling the Eagles. Yeah, some people on these airwaves thought the Eagles actually were going to win. Not us. LOL. We bet young Ben Kenny, who is from Philadelphia, he's, I guess he's got to support the team. Rowdy and I sniffed that out right away. Buccaneers and Tom Brady would just pound the well, Eagles. One, I was surprised that people started betting on the Eagles late. I think that line got to about seven, seven and a half. Came down from, I think, as high as nine and a half that Tampa Bay was favored. But it was all based on a lot of the weather. It was supposed to be rainy and windy. Turns out the weather ended up not being as bad as people originally thought. Who would have thought that the... Uh, I saw Dave Essler, Uncle Dave, tweeting about that. He goes, the the source, me, as I look out my window. Yeah. It's not wind, or not rainy. Who would have thought a weatherman got it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> or sorry, weather person. They could go work for uh, some of the people that are controlling our lives now because they get everything wrong, too. So, yeah, Buccaneers just stomp. 31-15. Jalen Hurts after the game saying he's been dealing with an ankle injury all season. We've kind of known that. It's like... At halftime, I saw people calling for Gardner Minshew. I was ready for the Minshew mania. So the ankle injuries, why you got down 31 to nothing? Why when you get blitzed, you can't throw the football accurately? Yeah. Or um, as young Ben Kenny was saying, it was the referees. Okay. No, it's just the Eagles stink. The referee gifted Tom Brady 31 points in the first three quarters. Yeah. If you're a team... If you're a team from the NFC East, you shouldn't. You don't belong in the playoffs. Is I guess what we're looking at here, as now the Eagles dominated by the Buccaneers, and then Rowdy talked about it a little bit. We'll get back to it. Niners beat the Cowboys twenty three seventeen. We'll get back to that, and then uh, finally the nightcap last night. Big Ben, the career done by all reports, as the Chiefs. T.J. Watt looked pretty good at first, and then the, but the Chiefs went out and steamrolled. T.J. Watt scored a touchdown. He did. 42-21, to 21, the Chiefs beat the Steelers. I didn't really watch the, much of the, the final game. How about you? I, uh, I was watching some other stuff and then flicked it on, literally the play where T.J. Watt scooped and scored. Yeah, I didn't. Watched about probably 15 minutes longer and then decided, you know what, this game's not really appealing to me. Yeah, I'm like, I had some other prior engagements Sunday night, and I'm just like, Chiefs-Steelers, I know Chiefs are going to roll. Big Ben. Don't really care if it's your last game or not. Bye, Felicia. So, yeah, Chiefs just get it done. Overall, there were some stinker games, but there were some good games. That um, Did you have a favorite game? Mine would either be between the Niners and the Cowboys or I guess the I guess the Bengals and the Raiders. The other ones were kind of, I guess, blowouts. I'd go Niners-Cowboys. Yeah, it was exciting. Niners-Cowboys one. one. I'd go Bengals-Raiders uh, two. Yeah, and then the other ones were just blowouts, I guess. That was the other thing that I noticed, though. Obviously, this is the first season that they incorporated seven teams into the playoffs. I don't know if I really like it. Yeah. Some of those lower seeds were really getting blown out. Like the Eagles game was Eagles Buccaneers. The Eagles stink. Like they didn't score their points until garbage what, time. Prevent defense from the Buccaneers. 15 points in the fourth quarter. The Eagles are atrocious. They didn't even belong. There. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably like in 10 years, they'll add the eighth team. Oh to- yeah, totally. They'll definitely add more. And then, I mean, we'll still kind of watch, but yeah, it'll be like after the next CBA. Yeah, we, we need more Eagles. I mean, the worst game, I the worst game was it the Bills and the Patriots, or was it the Eagles and the Buccaneers? I think it was the Eagles and the Buccaneers. I don't, I don't know. I would, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think it was the Eagles and the Buccaneers too, just because I was still watching the Bills Patriots because yeah. you're like, okay, well, the whole time you're like, the Patriots can't play this bad the whole time. This is Bill Belichick's team. Yeah. They, they got a good defense. They'll turn it around, and it never happened. 
we I think a lot of people went into the Tampa Eagle game saying eh, Tampa could really blow this team out if they play well. Yeah, you and I were saying that all last right week. Yeah, it's you know I mean Buccaneers are up fourteen to nothing in the first quarter, and then it's like all right, and the Eagles just struggled to get a first down. The Eagles just stink. They were stinky. It stunk. And then the best game we'll talk about, you know, a lot because it has something to do with the Green Bay Packers, and that's the Niners trying to give it. Well, look dominant in the first half. They tried to give it away in the second half, but still hang on to win and beat the Dallas Cowboys, twenty-three to seventeen. There's a lot of drama uh, out of that game, and there's a lot of things to make fun of as well. Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, uh, what Dak Prescott had to say after the game. Um, Jerry Jones, obviously, and then you look at the Niners and what they bring to Lambeau Field. So of all the teams, Rowdy, you sniffed this out last week. You had the Niners in the upset, and you said it would be the Niners coming to Lambeau Field. Uh, you said in the first half you were, what, terrified? Is that what you said with the well, Niners Well, dude, coming? San Francisco looks so good. Terrified? They did for look the, good. For the matchup. Yeah. Just because I think them and Tampa are the toughest matchups for Green Bay going forward. Yeah, Tampa Bay, top to bottom, is is stacked. I know they have some injuries. And they got a guy named Tom Brady. So I, I would assume you'd be seeing that in an NFC championship game at Lambeau. But yeah, that Niners team, man, uh, if the good they good Jimmy Grapple earth for sure, though, in the second half where you're like, yeah. okay, if the Cowboys didn't have so many penalties and didn't have so many blunders, they probably still should have won the game. I don't know what was actually funnier for me. Seeing McCarthy, his face on the sideline every time the Dallas Cowboys had an excruciating penalty or seeing some of the people in the stands literally bawling with like Dude, five minutes left in the game. That one woman who was crying her eyes out was the funniest one in the stands. They, that were, there was quite there was a bit of time them. left. Yeah, that was like what? There was like four or five minutes left in the game. Wasn't there with her bawling her eyes out? And then they just kept showing other people that were just like devastated. It was, you know, you, you love when you see like Yankee fans yes, or Dodger fans just in shock and like sad or Alabama fans. Yep. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, that's a good poll. Who's what fan base do you love to see in pain the most? The Dallas Cowboys are up there. When is the last time they won a playoff game? It's been like 23 years. Like when's the last time the Dallas Cowboys have won a playoff game? <sighs> It's been a long they time. Beat, I think they beat Seattle like three years ago, I think. I got to go look. Oh, yeah, you're correct. They beat the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, you're right, Rowdy. They beat the Seahawks uh, wild card game in 2018 playoffs. Yeah, there might be a reason why I remember that. And the 20, oh, my God, in 2014, did you bet on it? No. It was, I was at a different job. Oh. Might have slept in a little late after going out watching that oh, game. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then let's see. The Cowboys also beat the Lions in 2014. Wild card. And then would go on to lose to the Packers. Um, okay, so, yeah, they've had some. Last time they actually like had success, though, was like, you know, 1995. <laughs> the 95-96 season. So there you go. Um, Cowboys, absolutely hilarious. We'll have some things to talk about with them today. And I'm going to start thinking that. Which, which fan base do you love to see in pain more? That's a, that's a good Twitter poll. I'll also start working that out. So what do you think, Rowdy? Cowboys got to be up there. Um, Lakers? Would, they, would we throw them up there? Or does that matter anymore? I'm trying to think of every sport. Yankees for sure. Cowboys, Yankees. Who are just, just teams that you can't stand nationally that everyone loves? Alabama. We'll, we'll think of it. Rowdy's got to do in the headlights. Like, we're sort of well, I, I'm just thinking if we want to go mul- just one team from every major sport yeah. or or just the, the multiple the, college teams or 
or the or the four teams, the four juggernaut of teams that everyone can't Cowboys, stand. Cowboys, Yankees, and Bama for the top three. Yeah, then we need a fourth or something. Cowboys, Yankees, Bama. We'll think about it. Come get a taste, San Francisco 49ers. They beat the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry's World and now will be coming to Lambeau Field. Rowdy, uh, real quick, before we dive into more Packers, Niners. Jerry's World, the stadium, AT&T Stadium. I can't believe when everyone's always looking for advantage on the football field that Jerry Jones signed off on the east-to-west-facing stadium with all the windows. Did you see the point where they moved the TV or the camera to uh, and showed it on the TV of what a player would be looking at staring directly into the sun? Did you see that? Yeah, and th- you could tell there were a few balls that were thrown where the receivers didn't really know where it was, definitely lost it in the sun. Yeah, it's like I can't believe in, in a world where everyone's always looking for an advantage, and rightfully so, that you designed it that way. And it's at a disadvantage to your team. And then you go and look at the giant jumbotron that was blocking punts for the 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely incredible. But I will say this. After the Dallas Cowboys lose, you start hearing kind of some of this stuff about the stadium. I don't think I've ever really heard anyone talk about. Now, it's not like I was searching out and trying to find something wrong with the AT&T stadium, but uh, have you ever really heard about anyone being upset with the different uh, windows and lights that come in? Only PETA when the Minnesota Vikings built their new stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium, and birds were like killing themselves at a breakneck speed. That's what I'm saying. I I get that it's it's. Probably... I remember when they first bet AT and T Stadium and they put the TV in there. They were talking about how the the punters kept hitting the TV. Like yeah, I heard that, that that's one thing. It was the punters the if they jumbotron. get one off super high. But I've never really heard anyone complain about the lighting. And then, now maybe I'm not searching it out, and maybe it is out there. I just haven't heard it until yeah. I've I've heard it with the sun coming in just because I've I've you know watched some cowboy cowboys usually on TV. So watch some cowboy games here and there. Admit it, you were watching Big Mike. Well, obviously it, uh, he's hard to miss. It's a large individual, but I was watching Big Mike, obviously. Um, but looking at this, the fact that Jerry Jones <laughs> signed off on this stadium and he got punts hitting the jumbotron, he got uh, getting blinded by the light like your Manfred E. Man here uh, playing some music. It's crazy that the Cowboys don't get better advantages for themselves. But hey, the Niners, who tried to give the game away, win. Dak Prescott, after the game, Rowdy had some things to say. And this is the other D-bag nominee I wanted to get out there. The other one we have is the uh, the officiating crew for the Bengals Raiders game. Jerome Booger and his uh, Booger and his what do you say his last name? Booger. I mean, after their performance, Bo- Booger is probably sufficient. Jerome Booger. I think there's only one O in that, but I'm gonna go with Booger. I think it's Booger. Jerome Booger, you're up and your crew, and now there's this Rowdy. You just made the list. <laughs> after the Dallas Cowboys game. <sighs> This might be there's either two options or there's a it's a tie-in. As the referees were walking off of AT&T Stadium, the Dallas Cowboys fans started to throw trash on the referees. You saw that, right? And uh, there's a Cowboys player too that like used his helmet to hit a water bottle away. You saw that? I did. And then on the podium was Dak Prescott. Now Dak Prescott was asked about the fans throwing trash at 
the essentially the referees, but some players were there as well. Dak Prescott had some things to say about it. Now, before we play Dak Prescott's comments, there was, what, 14 penalties against the Dallas Cowboys? It was a franchise record for the boys? Yeah. 14 penalties. The yardage insane, right? Yeah, and I, you know, I'm sure Dak's going to make an excuse or something like that, but a lot of those huge, crucial penalties that Dallas had in that game, especially down the stretch, was all boneheaded penalties yeah. that were legit. It wasn't like the, the crew was just like, oh, there's a, a long pass for the Cowboys. Someone has like a flag fall in their pocket, and they're like, holding, uh, son, what number are you? <laughs> yeah. 76. No, those were legit like penalties, like the defensive holding where Dallas, I think two or three different times, tackled the offensive lineman for San Francisco and brought him to the ground or the other one where back to back uh, false starts on the Cowboys I, late in the game. I think it was Gilmore where he had his hand so far up one of the offensive lineman's uh, helmets that his helmet was coming off. Face, and yeah. I think he even picked one, uh, picked one of his boogers. <laughs> like that, that's a, that's clear as day penalty. It totally is. So and Mike McCarthy was beside himself. So yeah. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> and so was all the fans in the stands uh, crying. Dak Prescott at the end of the game, ready right, scrambles for that fourteen yard, um, you know, quarterback draw. They get the first down. The ball's not able to get set fast enough. Like the referee's got to tackle Dak Prescott, then he tackles Tyler Biotish, and then they set the ball. Time runs out. After the game, then is when the referees are walking back to the, you know, the confines of AT and T Stadium, and the Cowboys faithful start throwing trash at them on the field. Hit a couple Cowboys players as well. Dak Prescott, the Packer, sorry. The Cowboys quarterback, excuse me, was asked if he saw what happened with the fans throwing trash at the referees and uh, essentially some of their players. Take a listen. Jack, what do you think about the fans throwing beer bottles on the field there at the very end? Did you see that? I think I think one of them even hit Tank Lawrence. No, I didn't see that. Um, that's sad. Uh, Wait for it. I mean, you're talking about a team. You're talking about men that come out each and every day of their lives and uh, give everything to the sport, um, give everything to this game of football. Um, nobody wants to succeed more than we want to succeed. I understand fans and, and, and the word fan for fanatic. I get that. But um, to know everything that we put into this day in and day out, try our hardest. Um, nobody comes in in the game wanting or expecting expecting to lose. And um, for, for people to react that way when you're supposed to be a supporter, um, and, and be with us through thick and thin. Uh, th- that's tough. Credit to them, then. Dak Prescott said, "Okay, don't be throwing it at the players that put all the hard work in." And then the the reporter clears the air and says, "No, they were throwing it at the referees." Dak Prescott says, "Oh bleep! More credit to them, them." Rowdy. Dak Prescott says, "More credit to the fans." For throwing trash at the referees. Does Dak Prescott now become D-Bag of the Week nominee? I'm going to say this is probably the best D-Bag candidate out of the three that were mentioned so far. Only one made the list, but I think this is the best of the three. Because the Cowboys clearly did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, do the do the fans and Dak Prescott, is that a one-two combination? Or is that two separate entities? Or is it combined? Does Dak Prescott... And the Dallas Cowboys fan base now become joint D-bag candidates. Because not only are the boys fans throwing it at the referees, Dak Prescott then after the game says, oh, 
more credit to them then. Yes. And also, it, it just doubling down. The Dak was the one that decided to run up the middle and stay in the middle of the field with 14 seconds left and no timeouts, knowing they needed a touchdown and to go 40-plus yards. Mm-hmm. Take, mean, take one more listen. Uh, let's see here. Credit to them, doubling down saying yes. And then later on Rowdy at the end of his press conference, Dak Prescott was asked to like clarify his statement of what he was saying about, you know, the referees getting trash thrown at them. Dak Prescott then went on to say, <laughs> Uh, let's see. I got to get it one more time. Dak Prescott went on going to say the fans felt the same way as us. I guess that's why the refs took off and got out of there so fast. I think everybody is upset with the way this thing played out. Dak Prescott doubles and triples down on the referees getting trash thrown at them at AT AT&T stadium. Incredible. So I think it's official then Rowdy. I think that's my favorite so far. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys fan base are that's that's a combo. They're together. They're a package deal. And then that's going against the referee crew so far from the Bengals Raiders game that is now um told they're no longer allowed to work in the playoffs after the inadvertent whistle led to a Bengals touchdown and put the uh the outcome in jeopardy in question, not in jeopardy in question, but Bengals still win. So I was out with some friends at an establishment watching the 49er cowboy game. Mm-hmm. And I, once I saw that they picked up that first down, cause me and one of my buddies were arguing if we thought Debo Samuel was short or not, I was on the short side. Well, then I heard, you know, they're like first down San Francisco. So it was about a minute left. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going home and eating some dinner. Mm-hmm. I get for dinner. I get home and all of a sudden, the Cowboys had the football again. I'm like, this game should be over. Well, obviously they went back, said he was short, and then everyone saw how it unfolded. But I, I kind of had missed the last thing, so luckily I had to go back, rewind it, and I saw it. I, I just don't get what Dak was thinking. I don't. Neither do I. Like one, either take like a sideline shot to advance closer to the end zone. Two, a hail mary. Three can't have been quarterback draw up the middle. Um, I was, I got to find the article. I was reading about it this morning. And and if, and if it somehow was, why didn't he get down much earlier than when he did? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, as well as Kellen Moore, all defending the quarterback draw at the end of the game. they called it church clock. Um, let's see here. I'd have to go and find it again. They, let's see here. He uh, This is from McCarthy. The execution between us and the official spotting the ball obviously wasn't in tune. We shouldn't have had any problem getting the ball spotted there. So McCarthy kind of doubling down with Dak Prescott about how bad the referees were. Uh, the Kellen Moore and McCarthy were both, quote, shocked that the Cowboys didn't get a last play opportunity. The Cowboys called the situations church clock situations, and they practice them each and every week. McCarthy says, quote, do you want to be running a Hail Mary play from the 50-yard line or do you want to run five-yard verticals from the 25-yard line? So that's the decision. That's the right decision. We were shocked that we couldn't get the ball spotted in time. Now, McCarthy might have officially made his bed in the NFL 
with this loss. I wouldn't be surprised if they went in another direction. You think they fire him and go Kellen Moore? I think a lot of people have said it, that time has kind of passed him by since like 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Kellen Moore and I'm knowing this, I probably don't have a comment. No, if I'm Kellen Moore, I'm just laying in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Because a bunch of other guys want to interview me and, and hire yeah. me as their head coach. Because that just, you might have just fell down in some teams' books if you're admitting the, I love the quarterback draw when there's 14 seconds left and we're on like the 45. Yeah. Uh, phone line's blowing up. We'll get to you in one second. Dak Prescott also said about the referee tackling him and then not spotting the ball. Quote, when you've practiced it as much as we've done over and over again, you're not necessarily worried about it. You trust your training that you put into it. And I mean, the rest of it, you don't prepare things like colliding with the umpire, but I guess we'll have to start practicing that, knowing how this played out. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, very salty, rightfully so. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? What's up, boys? Hey, Paulie. So this is this is going to be one of my other things. I, I on one hand, think uh, college football and NFL football, it should be the same rules across the board. Um, do you think maybe that the NFL should do the, the like they do in like college? The time time stops on the first Stop down? Until the ball is spotted, then restart it. I mean, ultimately, if it's that way for everyone, it's not a huge advantage. But at least you're going to get to see a play. That's topic one. I was watching your guys' favorite four-letter network earlier this morning, right? Yeah. And, and Rex Ryan... Um, Dan Orlovsky, the whole panel was trashing the Cowboys because, and they were 100% right. When you run that play, they know, Dan Orlovsky said, you don't toss the ball to the ref, you don't anything, they're six years old, they can drop it. You hand it to them and get out of the way and let them set it. Yeah, I don't know what they right? were doing. Like, yeah, just give the ball to the ref as fast as you can. But, but why not? And, he, and Orlovsky said this, Dan Orlovsky was the voice of reason, the guy who you know, he played in the NFL longer than me, but whatever. Um, he, he he said in that situation, they would have a nine one one. So if they're looking at the clock and they know there's no chance they're going to get the ball set to spike it, you're going nine one one nine one one to everybody so that they can get that last play off. Because mm-hmm. you know, if they if they snap that ball and throw a twenty yard touchdown pass that's fine, but you don't get nothing for spiking it with zero seconds on the clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another thing. They should have had that. They should have known. They got the ball snapped in time, right? Um, Yeah, the ball was snapped, and then when they spiked it, the clock was zeros. I I think. I have to go back and look. I don't even know if they got the ball off in time. Well, here's my my first thing with that is I agree with Dan Orlovsky and whatever they're saying, but also to play devil's advocate here, against Dan Orlovsky, you know how in Madden they have all those ratings and sometimes players, you know, get upset with how fast they are or whatever. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is we must, we, some people should probably question Dan Orlovsky because his quarterback awareness, not great when he ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety with the Lions. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, so, and he's the one commenting about Dak's awareness. Yeah. He ran out of the back of an end zone. Yeah, but he played for Detroit most of the time, so I don't know if that was with the Colts or not. But yeah. either way, either way, he he makes a good point. When you're going up to snap that ball before you even run that quarterback draw for 14 yards, you say in the huddle, nine one one is going to be this. 
I just think it's funny that happened to the Cowboys, Paulie. I do too. Screw them. Yeah, and, screw uh, them. <laughs> and, and when you say screw the Cowboys, you're actually saying screw the 49ers too. How good does that feel? Yeah, I can't stand the Niners either. Same, same fan base. Yeah. Paul, you the man, brother. Later, guys. Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Uh, this is Pete hey, from Monona. Hey, what's up, man? Well, first I want to say that the team that that uh, I hate the most is Puke University. I hate them. Who's Puke University? Duke. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Pete, it warms your heart when you see a Duke a Blue Devil or a fan crying after they lose? Oh, yeah. I, I, I just hate them. And their sanctimonious coach. God, he, <laughs> he really makes me sick to the stomach. So you're not enjoying you know? the Coach K farewell tour that's happening right now? I'm totally ignoring it. <laughs> I love it. And, I, I and voted, Duke, and his, Duke is such a pain in my ass too, Pete. And his black shoe polish hair, you know, uh, uh, probably hair plugs and black shoe polish. Anyway, uh, you said that uh, Mr. Ben Kenny is is uh, uh, tweeting you, so that must mean he's uh, listening to your he, broadcast. Yep. Oh yeah, he's listening. He's in my office. Usually he's in here, but he's in the office setting something up. So I think he has the radio on. I think he's listening. Oh. Well, this is great because I have a question for him. I, I, I've heard a, a rumor that uh, uh, the, uh, his team, the Philadelphia Eagles, are considering hiring uh, uh, Paul Christ to uh, be their quarterback's coach because he's done such an outstanding job uh, uh, developing uh, uh, Graham uh, Mertz here. But I also wonder if, if he would prefer having Chris as the quarterback coach to develop uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, or would he, or would he rather have Mike uh, Mike uh, uh, Holmgren? I'm not not Mike Holmgren. I mean, who's McCarthy? the coach of Dallas? Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Which one would he prefer? All right, so um, I, I text him if he's listening, and the question is, Pete. Oh, 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 oh. What's up, Pete? <laughs> he, he can't run it in, Pete. Can you ask the question again? No. Okay. Well, is he? Is yeah, he's he here. He's now? listening. Yeah, he's here. Yeah, I'm short of breath. Okay. He, well, he keeps sprinting in here. Given the outstanding, you know, I've heard a rumor <laughs> that given the outstanding job that uh, Paul Chris has done developing his top recruit, uh, Graham Mertz, at quarterback, <laughs> you know, that the Philadelphia Eagles are thinking about hiring him as a quarterback's coach to, to <laughs> help develop Jalen Hurts. But I'm just wondering, would he prefer uh, Paul Chris or would he prefer to have Mike McCarthy uh, as the quarterback's coach of, of the Eagles? And I'll take it response, you know, um, yeah. I'll just hang up. And you hang up and listen. Pete, you're the man, yeah. brother. Okay. Uh, thanks, Pete. Why and real quick, hang up and listen. Mike McCarthy did rejuvenate Brett Favre, helped develop the, you know, that West Coast offense with the Niners. Never and gives then, a chance for a back and forth. And then also made Aaron Rodgers. So would you have Mike McCarthy? Paul Chris was to Russell Wilson's offensive coordinator when he was in college. <laughs> I, I think I'd take Paul Chris there. Paul Chris over Big Mike to develop Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Lock it in. I love pizza. I love well, here's the thing. I, I don't think like this whole hang up and listen thing. I think Lincoln Riley might just, might yeah. top all of them as he obviously developed or helped develop Baker Mayfield and 
uh, Kyler Murray and he had Jalen Hurts. Ooh, I I'm gonna bridge this all together. I I think he's probably reached about go, his top know. here. I'm gonna bridge this all together, Rowdy, and, and uh, Ben might know this. Grant Bills, is this where you think I was gonna go? Nope. Grant no. Bills of the Wisco Sports Show did say and tweet this out. And I can't believe I'm giving him oh, airtime here. God. That Jay, Grant Bills doesn't tweet good stuff much. <laughs> but every once in a while, like a blind squirrel, uh, squirrel finds a nut. Jalen Hurts looks like a Wisconsin quarterback playing against Ohio State. Not Jack Cohn, though, because Jack Cohn played quite well for a half. <laughs> I, valid take. Is it, though? Grandville's kind of. also said after the Cowboys game that he's have a couple PBRs to rethink about his reaction to be. I saw this. And then he sent me like a like an apple martini spritzer or something. I'm like, that's not, <laughs> not a PBR. Well, speaking of Wisconsin and quarterbacks, I know Ben tweeted about it, and I saw it. Becker was sending us messages. This is where I thought you were going. Oh, what? what, what? Caleb Williams, transfer portal, Wisconsin being one of five or six teams considered. Ooh. So they're, they're, really? the rumor mill is hot. I, all of Wisconsin Twitter is hot on this trail because one of the 24-7 sports writers said there could be interest somehow because Caleb Williams is friends with Russell Wilson and Wilson likes Paul Chris. So there, the words were there could be interest there. However, I don't see a remote chance that it happens. I, I guess I shouldn't doubt that there would be mutual interest from Wisconsin side. 100% I'd want to bring him in. From his side, I don't get it, but he's going to go to USC. That's well, where Lincoln Riley is. Yeah, looking at the teams, you'd have to say out of the five or six that were listed, Wisconsin had to be like number five or six on that list. I just don't. I will. Part of part of me wants to. I I don't really believe that they were. Isn't he a Cali kid? For I some reason, know. I thought he was from California. Dude, I'll, I'll tell this, boys. When I was at the Village Bar on Friday, the tides have turned against Graham Mertz. The vibe is we're all ready for someone new. When when were they with him? I think after the Illinois. Valid. <laughs> the, um, the hey, Illinois I don't game. disagree. I would not be opposed to Wisconsin bringing in a quarterback. I'm done with Mertz. It Three years now. Who it is. Gone. Uh, but I will say this, and I'll say this a lot this offseason. Graham Mertz is not the most important storyline to watch as we go through the summer. The defense? This team needs an offensive line that returns to a great form against good uh, defenses and they need an inside linebacker and a secondary really, but an inside linebacker next to Jordan Turner, because even if Mertz is good, it's I'm not, not worried about the def- defense the- always reloads. I'm not worried about that kind of, but always they, they're not going to be as good as they were last year's because they're a number one. But. It's true. I, they did lose though their entire secondary and the two best linebackers in the conference. I'm not worried about the defense. Caleb Williams is an East coast kid yeah, from DC, DC. Yeah. but I agree with you. I think USC probably the favorite here. What I I mean, I would be shocked if he doesn't go to USC. I just I like I'll follow the rumors. A lot of it is just Twitter bot accounts going at each other saying Russian Wisconsin bring him in because they read one thing from twenty four seven. But what a ride it would be though if Wisconsin brings in their highest ranked quarterback prospect ever in Graham Mertz. Plays well for like two games, then is just <laughs> game, chug- a, game and a half. Then right? is just chugging it or inconsistent at best the rest of his career. Replaced by a higher star kid that transferred in from <laughs> Oklahoma, it'd be unreal. And then Paul Chris whispers him to the Heisman candidacy, and we go to the national. I mean, he was already kind of in that talk place. a little bit. Remember when he replaced Rattler and just dominated? 
I, dude, hot take. Texas. I don't yeah, even think this game was that wild. Hot. Rattler just stinks. He's got a cool logo, though. Do you remember that take at the beginning of the year that, you know, we're really grateful that Graham Mertz didn't spend any time on his logo? It might mean he'll be good <laughs> good on the field. And then it turned out everyone that made their own logo ended up sucking ass that year. Yeah. Like, if you had a logo made. Then Braylon Allen just had a low-key, like, I, for a fitness company, and now he's gone. NIL was like the kiss of death for now anyone. Now he's TV ads. Yeah. As long as he doesn't have a logo, it'll be fine. Graham Mertz stole, like, GameCube's logo. Spencer Rattler, like, had someone, like, in the lab the for, The guy like, that won NIL was Quinn Ewers at Ohio State. Never really played at Ohio State. Obviously, he was a guy that... Did he play? Like, he never played a snap. Yeah, like uh, Braylon Allen. He played Allen. three snaps at the end of oh, the he? Michigan State game. Like Braylon Allen, when he reclassifies, go to college early, goes to Ohio State. They're talking about him pushing for the starting <laughs> job, then hardly ever plays at all, but then also signed the biggest NIL deal where yeah, he, he made, made over a million dollars. Then goes, peace out, I'm going to Texas. I, the guy who won NIL was also the Kansas fullback who got Applebee's ads because he caught a two-point conversion against Texas. Yeah, do you really win, though, when you got Applebee's on your side? Who is the I, other? I think the only I, other I don't big really want to take Applebee's slander here. They suck. I, there, there's not a better road trip above average dinner. Maybe Chili's. Dude, but that's the thing. Chili's, it's Applebee's, the same they're all like the same suck. thing. Yeah, and I like them both. Do you have no taste buds? A lot of childhood memories. Okay, yeah, but then you grow up. And, and so I, like I still, used to believe in Santa Claus. And I would still go there if I were so, to sit down on the road. Long like road trip, sit down, dinner, I'm probably okay. going to Applebee's. I think their steak is actually like raccoon. Yeah, but the salad bar is, is definitely above average. All all of the, the I mean, restaurants that salad. are exactly like Applebee's. Salad bars are important. Yeah, but they're easy. Like, have, nah, I don't know how easy Applebee's, TGA Fridays. Vegetable, just what? cut it. Carlos O'Kelly's. The hell is it? Oh, yeah, okay. They're all like the same thing. TGI Fridays, Chili's, Applebee's. Carlos O'Kelly's. I've never been, but Carlos It's like O'Kelly's. the same thing. They're all just the same brand of suck-assness. Yeah, no, I just like... I. It's all like... It's Except all like, for, I think, Carlos O'Kelly's I like Applebee's. Text it's all for food for people that don't have taste buds. All right. What do you, what's... what's the, okay, now I'm curious. What's the draw with Applebee's? I, I, I just like what's ha- the draw? I've just gone there a lot throughout my childhood, and I always enjoyed it. And now, if well, I'm, I, I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese a lot, but I don't go there anymore. Now, if I'm on a long road trip and I'm going to stop for a sit down dinner, I'm probably going to Applebee's. That's like stopping. That's like saying I'm going to McDonald's for a sit down dinner and just there longer at Applebee's. No, it's server. not even close. What? McDonald's is disgusting. So is Applebee's. No, it's not. It's like not even real food. The thing is, it's I, like I, I don't have pigeon, the raccoon, anymore. and boot tongue. I don't have the patience anymore to sit down. I usually just get something. I thought you like good food. What? I thought you like good food. I, yeah, I do. And and Applebee's is better than you think it is. When's the last time you've been? Applebee's is terrible. I was like a, a decade been? ago, and I said I'd never go back again. Well, I think the last time I went was in college. And why, why haven't was, you been? Back? We were we were stopping on the way back from spring break. Maybe it was your like guys the middle. Taste buds hadn't developed yet. It was in the middle of <laughs> Illinois. No, ours are ours are developed. Then that's, that's the thing. In fact, I've dubbed it Crapplebees. This is, this is just unnecessary. <laughs> Proud sponsor of the show, Applebee's, everyone. <laughs> Cheap. Uh, if Applebee's came in here and said we want to be a sponsor, I would tell them no. That, uh, no, you wouldn't. I would be like, no thanks. I'll give Ben this. That it's definitely higher fraud. than McDonald's. Just because you can sit down, you can order a drink. <laughs> it's like McDonald's with a waiter. No, it's not. And No, don't they give you the little... The little thing that sits on your table they now? They have infinite more televisions than McDonald's. 
They usually, usually yeah, because they're trying to distract you of how bad the food is. Have all the sports games on. They have a, a an average burger and a good salad bar. So you just need you to find an average like a, burger. You just need to find like a local. I'm not sports saying bar. it's like Fogo de Chao, but it's better <laughs> than other places. <laughs> Applebee's sucks. I would rank Chili's ahead of Applebee's in the hierarchy. They're the same. Well, exactly, but just because the chicken but tenders you are good. Applebee's. No, I've just been to Applebee's more. I've never heard anyone say the, I've been to Applebee's more. What was the Do you other go to one? Applebee's? Do the, you go to Applebee's? 608 There 7. was another one. Was it I, Tony, Ro- Tony Roma's? Tony Roma. Did you consider that about the same as an Applebee's? Are they even around anymore? What's a Tony Roma? Isn't that? That's pretty, I swear that was a restaurant. That sounds like a pizza. Ben, have you been to a, Oh, yeah, there's a restaurant. Yeah. Tony Roma's Steakhouse Restaurant? Oh, I bet you this is like freaking pigeon and raccoon and that, possum I, too. I feel like that. I've been there a couple times. I feel like that was kind of like an Applebee's too. There was another. What's the other one? What's the one where it's Ponderosa? Is that one? I haven't been. Ponderosa is like the I Outback. Just, it's like the Applebee's of Outback. Yeah, I'm not an Outback. Outback guy. of Applebee's. What? Outback sucks too. By the way. Yeah, I'm not an Outback guy. I'm That's salt. I call that Salt City. Oh, definitely an, an Applebee's. If guy. you want to like have sodium for like the most. Intake of a year, you go to Outback. The or, biggest surprise, or Applebee's or, or Golden Corral. All these places that we're listing horrible. has still pretty much outlasted Hooters. There's Ben. You know about Hooters Last Stand? I I do know about Hooters Last Restaurant. Hooters Last Stand. It's in Madison. East Side. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Brody and I went there. And we got a guy as a server. I, Remember that, Brody? Unbelievable. <laughs> Aunt. Nice butt cheeks hanging out. No, I'm just kidding. 2022. <laughs> that was 2021. Huge cans. You seen Fight Club? You seen Bob with the big man boobs? No. Oh. Well, Bob dies. Yeah. Huge boobs. Now I'm not going to watch it. That's it's just man boobs. I'd no, rather. You just told me what happens. Bob dying is not a part. Like, that doesn't matter. Does he even die in that movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Oh, yeah, he does. It's not, like a, not even a side story. It's whatever. That. All right. I don't know what's happening, but we're getting really off base here. Uh, who's this? You got your Maytag, man. Hey, Applebee's sucks, right? You you guys are arguing against Applebee's with a guy who doesn't eat stuffing. Yeah, that's true. This is true. And he said gra- gravy isn't good either. His his culinary prowess is, is awful when he thinks that <laughs> Applebee's is decent. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I, I, can't, I cannot express my disgust over this. Go find a hole in the wall. <laughs> the, the, seriously, there, half of these restaurants on Restaurant Impossible that suck, <laughs> that Robert Irvine goes in to fix, are better than Applebee's before Robert Irvine goes in there. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah. I, I mean, Applebee's is, you know, Culinary, uh, <laughs> it falls in the culinary hierarchy. Applebee's is like a kid who's 16 years old who's stoned and, off his ass, who can't even read like a sentence, throwing some pigeon right. steak on. I there, there are so there are so many better places, and especially especially in Madison, dude. There are so many better places. Well, I've only and even, been to East Coast Applebee's. That doesn't mean that's the no, same. It's the same I'm from Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? One second, Zach. I got to toss this person on. Listen, it's only Sorry, when it's back, the Zach. only option. Okay. I'm not choosing ahead of anywhere it, else. It is when I'm it driving on the road. It's East Coast. It's Applebee's, Subway, or Golden Corral. It could be East Coast, West Coast, uh, Midwest. It's all the same dude. piece of what crap. Applebee's, no, Subway, Golden Corral. You couldn't just okay. like get like 
gas station food? Ben, you're from trip. Philly. Wawa. I, dude, I would be better. I don't have Wawa when I'm driving on the road in the middle Quick of nowhere. I they toured don't have the University of Pennsylvania. I wanted to go to the University of Pennsylvania, so I did <laughs> so did a, I. <laughs> a a trip to Philadelphia. And trust me, I mean this is this is 1996, 97. There are so many options in Philadelphia to eat that Who I knows? would choose over an Applebee's. I haven't all once day, gone to one in Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't eat it in Philly. It's when I'm driving on the road in the oh. middle of nowhere. It's where I would go to eat before yeah. Popeyes. I would just go hungry. See, me uh, think, man, we hit this break, Steve, buddy. All right, love you guys. Much love. Uh, real quick, we're yeah. r- really late for a break. Line two, who's this? Hey, that's Ron. <laughs> hey, Ron, you seem like a you seem like a culinary man. Hey, um, are you on Team Applebee's or are you Team No Applebee's? No, um, <laughs> you want to want to eat reasonable prices, and they give you a ton of food. The food's good. Copper Top on Schrader Road. Oh, right over here by work. Yes. Yeah, yeah by, that's by us. That place is damn good. Oh, yeah. They, you get a ton of food, and the prices are very reasonable. And there you go, Ben. Instead of Applebee's, go to Copper Top. Yeah, Copper Top. I'm not going to Applebee's in this city. <laughs> if I drive through the state of Nebraska, I would stop there. Okay. Well, okay. Ron, no. thanks, thanks so much or for the nugget, Ron. You know? So, it's Copper Top. Okay. Thanks, Ron. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Okay, so there's real quick. I was in Wausau. <laughs> I'm not going to Applebee's. I was in Wausau for a wrestling tournament when I had oh, multiple jobs. This has been jobs. taken so out of context. It's unbelievable. Applebee's. Sorry. Have you guys ever heard Stinks. of the Milwaukee Burger Company? I've heard. Of, yeah, I heard it. So, like, I, I don't know if you would consider. I've only been there once, and I was by myself because I had to kill some time. And I stopped in because I was hungry as hell. Yeah. Burger was actually really damn good. Well, I hope so. Burger's in their effing name. Milwaukee Burger Company. I've heard of it. I heard it's good. All right, Ben. Thanks for the. Thanks for that. There he goes. On his merry way. Probably to Applebee's before the Bill Michael show. <laughs> there he goes. I don't know. How did we get on that topic? I don't remember. Let's full, full, full circle. Applebee's stinks. The Kansas fullback who beat Texas. Oh, the NIL deal. Conversion. Yeah. Sorry, Applebee's. You just became uh, collateral damage to NIL deals. No, that's sort of Pete from Monona's call, too, about uh, who would be um, helping out Jalen Hurts, Chris or Mike McCarthy, and then Applebee's just collateral damage. Off of the Applebee's hate train and onto the hate of the San Francisco 49ers, Rowdy, the two teams storied playoff history, the Packers and the Niners, Split their eight all-time meetings. Packers have won four of the last five games, including the NFC title game of 1997. But it's the Niners that have won the ones in recent memory, the last three matchups, 2012, 2013, 2019. Among those losses, a pair of blowouts, most recently, obviously, in the NFC Championship game two years ago. So you look at this team, and how does it compare and contrast, I would say, to what has happened in the past? Like, I don't know, 2019? I think you could take 2013 to 12 out the window. Yeah, I think the rosters in 2020 and 2021 for the Green Bay Packers was much better than the 2019 game. Mm -hmm. Now the Packers won early this season. Both teams had guys out. Both teams weren't 100%, obviously, and it was still a close game. Packers won. But, you know, you normally go through it and you go, all right, who's got the better head coach? I'm going to slightly give the 49ers the advantage here. 
because Shanahan, when having a healthy team, did make the playoffs. Matt LaFleur just became the first coach in NFL history to get to, what was that, 38? Let, let, let me finish okay, here. Okay, okay. Matt LaFleur has made it to two straight uh, NFC championship games. Now they've lost both. Mm-hmm. The reason why I gave Shanahan the edge is because he made it to the Super Bowl and healthy and head-to-head record. Outside of this year's game, which was close, he's kind of dominated them. Okay. So I'll give him just a slight advantage. But quarterback is definitely a huge advantage for the Packers. I will say with LaFleur and all his winning, he does coach in the NFC North. Shanahan in the NFC West. And then roster. I think roster with the Packers getting guys back and the 49ers having Warner, they're really good inside linebacker, and then Bosa being a little dinged up. you got a concussion, right? I'll say both teams are deep when healthy, but I'll go slight Packers right now just because of health and getting guys back. And when it comes to the roster specifically, young Ben Kenny just messaged this to me. I'm going to play it. When it comes to quarterback, How we have one guy. Are you that you will not be a, a 49er? Not as disappointed as the 49ers will be that they didn't draft me. Aaron Rodgers, the chip. How disappointed are you that you will not be a, a 49er? Not as disappointed as the 49ers will be that they didn't draft me. Aaron Rodgers grew up a 49ers fan. I don't think I need to, you know, expound on that. We all know that. And Aaron Rodgers now is on the unleashed campaign of 2021 to 2022. The FU tour from just about anyone and everyone that has wronged him this year. And he is going to be winning his MVP as he was, what, all pro over the weekend, beating out Thomas Brady. Rodgers now is going to ready to get it going in the playoffs as it feels like this this last dance connotations. Remember the, the earlier this season, Rowdy? Uh, yeah, this? but I'm getting more and more feelings that it's not. Yeah, same. I'm I'm also not feeling the last dance connotation unless maybe he goes out and wins it and then retires, but even then I don't think so. But you look at the quarterbacks here. Jimmy GQ, when he's on, he's on. Now if you go back to that 2019 game, right, Jimmy GQ was eight, six of eight passing the ball. It was Raheem Mostert who was running wild against the Green Bay Packers. The question is, can the Packers rush defense stop what the Niners have going for them? Yeah, that is the big question. Kenny Clark's going to have to play a really good game. Elijah Mitchell's been running the ball well. They still like to use Debo Samuel more and more out of the backfield lately. But the secondary for the 49ers hasn't been great this season too. The last time they played... I mean, Devontae Adams just tore him apart. Devontae Adams had, you know, 12 catches for over 130 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. It's and Mason Crosby it's, it's hit going to, freaking whoop. It's going to kind of be the same thing that you saw against Dallas. Green Bay is going to have the bigger advantage throwing the football. San Francisco on paper should have the bigger advantage running the football. Mm-hmm. Man, rowdy. But I also would say both the Packers and the Cowboys have a lot of talent. But the Packers don't have as many brutal defeats and F-ups as the Cowboys do down the stretch. And McCarthy's not the coach anymore. That's true. That's a big fact right there. So there you go. and We'll uh, dive a lot more into it. It's just only Monday, right? Game's not till Saturday at 7.15. Week three. That's when the Green Bay Packers dispatched Kyle Shanahan Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. In fact, the end of it sounded a little like this. Now here they are. Three seconds to go. Down one. Bojarquez down on one knee. Arm extended. Hunter Bradley on the snap. Here it is. Placement made. Kick to the upright. And it is 
is good! Mason Crosby has done it again! 51-yard walk-off field goal to win it for the Packers. Do it, Wayne. Green Bay 30. Where's the dagger? San Francisco 28. A dagger! There it is. There it is, Packers Radio Network. Thanks for the audio, Wayne Larravee, right there. As that was it, Rowdy Mason Crosby has done it again. That game, um, they held the Packers. I'm sorry, the Niners in check, rushing the ball. Yes. Yeah, I mean they were using that was before Trey Sermon got hurt. Elijah Mitchell wasn't taking carries. They had hardly started giving Debo Samuel a lot of touches in the backfield. Held him to just 67 yards rushing. That'll be tough to do second time around. But I think the other big thing is you have to remember, this is, I think, the week before Jair Alexander got hurt. Yeah, And not only did they hardly use Debo in the backfield, but he limited Debo Samuel to just five catches, 52 yards. Another thing that would probably be tough to do again, unless Jair Alexander is 100%. Because we're talking about one of the top three corners in the league. Now, George Kittle had a pretty good day. But I feel like as Packer fans, that's kind of expected over the last few years where the linebackers really haven't been able to cover uh, tight ends that well. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. And I wonder what Nick Bosa, if like hit. So he's in concussion protocol. If you saw the hit that happened to him, that was friendly fire. Friendly fire. That looked very painful. So I don't know if he's uh, going to be ready for and that. And Fred Warner also yeah, injured. Ankle, ankle injury. Those are, those are two big players for San Francisco. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw for two six or two sixty one, and it was pretty surgical, especially on those later drives. I mean, remember this was a game. The Packers the, weren't humming then. Yeah, the Packers were up and in control of this game. Then let San Francisco crawl back. Kind of the same type of pattern we've seen in a lot of these games for the Packers the last five weeks of the season. Yeah, Packers were up um, seventeen to seven at halftime. Niners come out in the third quarter, score a touchdown, so seventeen thirteen. Then it was a nail biter at the end. There is. You know, San Francisco scores 14, and the Packers got to score 13 with that field goal at the end there by Mason Crosby, which we just heard from the Packers Radio Network and Wayne Lervy. So, got to exercise the demons in the playoffs here for Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. I, it's poetic, right, Rowdy? And you had said this last week. This is the matchup you yeah, wanted. Yeah, this is the matchup. I mean... On paper, it's going to be probably the two toughest matchups for the Green Bay Packers to get to the Super Bowl, having to go through San Francisco and most likely you would imagine Tampa. Those were the toughest two teams I thought that they had coming into it. I still stand by that, and it's probably the two teams they'll see. I'm nervous just because of what has happened in the past, and I'll say the same exact thing if it's both Green Bay and Tampa in the NFC Championship game, rematch at Lambeau. But if they get through those two teams, I'll be feeling pretty good going to the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, dude. It's a team of destiny this year. I can feel it. It's written in the stars. I think the NFC is much tougher than the AFC this year. No doubt. Who are the two teams in the AFC that you really thought had a chance to make it? Probably the Bills and the Chiefs. Chiefs, I think both of those teams. Now, saying this probably makes me sound kind of dumb after how good Buffalo looked. No judgment here. But. I think both of those teams look pretty beatable. It's not the Chiefs of a few years ago. No. 